I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. Do you want to play a game? Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos for creative. I'm your number one fan. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? We have such sights to show you. The guy he was hanging out with. Um, yeah, it was um, uh, the guy from Avatar. Right? Yeah, yeah. He was like the half robot, half human. As soon as I saw that, I'm just like, oh, don't do that again. Like, but then again, what else can Terminator do? They've done all the shit. Like, they even made John no. Connor like a Terminator. You know, I so. mean, listen, you can't get any better than Terminator 2. So, um, whatever. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, like. Yeah, uh, what can they do? I'm just glad um, uh, James Cameron's back, right? Yeah, but. It, Cameron's back, and then Arnold's back, and you got Linda Hamilton back, and I don't know where the story's going to go. I, that's the thing. Like, if this one doesn't work, uh, you, you really got no options left, right? Do you like, think they'll. Um, totally, like, erase another character, just like they did with John Connor. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm... They totally erased John Connor last time with, um, <laughs> what was it called, um, uh... Genesis? Uh, yeah, with Genesis. Yeah. Uh, so they totally erased John Connor's existence. Like, <sighs> um, he didn't matter at all in the whole legacy of Terminator. Yeah, apparently, um, uh, Edward Furlong's gonna come back. As, yeah, um, uh, I don't know. Maybe flashbacky kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I don't. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, this is all just like, you know, what what can you fucking do? It's that's the other thing. Like, I'm not taking it too seriously. You know, it's Terminator. It's like, what what are you gonna do? <laughs> it's, it's cool they got a Spanish chick as like you know the the Sarah Connor and Jace. Yeah, you know? and I like that's that. But it's cool. It's cool they got a Spanish Terminator. Yeah, you know? and it. It looks like he has a personality, so I'm hoping, because you know, T-1000, man, it wasn't that he was, like, a liquid dude. It was, like, I don't know, he... That's a very good point. Like, where did the personality of the T-1000 actually come from? Yeah. Right? Yeah, because... Was that already in, in the programming, or did he just adopt that cop attitude right away when he, <laughs> when he turned into a cop? Have you seen this weird. boy? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> And then you have, like, Arnold, like, it's funny how it's, so you make a Terminator that has an accent, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing, like, uh, we forgive a lot about these movies, so after Genesis and after all those other movies, I'm like, fuck it, do whatever you want, I hope yeah. it's good. I don't know, man, it's all just fucking wild shit. Uh, they're doing another Black Christmas, did you see that? I saw the trailer for uh, Black Christmas, and I know there was a remake already. yeah. Um, I didn't see that one. Was right? that the that was the one with the Mary Elizabeth Winstead, right? Am I or is that Black something else? It's another Christmas movie. I is it? It's I some, think it could be right I, on I, that. I think it was Black Christmas, and if I'm wrong, I'm you know whatever. But uh, yeah, but this one looks good though. Like regardless of what came before, 
This one looks pretty watchable. Dude, uh, Carrie was, we've talked about before. Uh, he showed up again. I, yeah. was, I was thinking the same thing when he popped up. I was like, this motherfucker. That man. means that means it might be good. Yeah, Out of nowhere. <laughs> right on my screen. Dude. Just fucking, you know. He, he picks golf. good shit. So, I mean, who knows? We're in for a good time. And, I mean, it, it's a cult thing. I didn't, like. And then you have all the girls fighting back, which is, um, that's a big trend now. We've gotten a lot of movies where, you know, the women are fighting back and that's dope, but they're all, they're, they're like fighting back, but like overtly so, you know what I mean? Like it's more action heroin, more so than like final girl heroin, well, you know? you know what though? Like, yes, you are right in that aspect, but also in the grander scheme of just horror, like it's more fascinating to see a woman struggle. Yeah. Than it is a dude. Um, yeah, because <laughs> like most dudes, you kind of want to. You're like, go die. <laughs> it's not. It's not even that. It's like, um, like a Ripley, right? Right. Like, that could have been a Mel Gibson or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean, that's true. But they chose a Ripley, which makes the character more interesting. Is it because maybe society already puts that that weaker thing? Like into the mix because she is a woman. That's true. And then it, it just makes the story more interesting because the killer thinks the same way. Yeah, it's a lot of it's you a know? lot of preconceived notion shit. And yeah, you know, it's like, exactly. oh well, uh, the women like, won't oh, be able to all alone. Yeah. Let me go and pack her. You know, yeah. she's looks defenseless because she's a woman. Dude, uh and then she kicks his ass and shit. Speaking of, uh, ready or not, how was that? Ready or Not was dope. Uh, Ready or Not was actually surprisingly good. I thought it was good. Um, it has a good amount of, like, you can actually rewatch it a couple of times and really? have fun with it, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's a fun movie. It's a, it's a fun movie. Um, the cast kind of just, you can tell they're having fun with it, which kind of, which I think makes the movie, honestly. Okay. okay. Because they don't take their characters so so seriously you know like right. they are aware of the fact that this movie is like a horror like death game and nothing seems crazy like or over the top in terms of like actors so it, it makes it really cool how you see them interact and all that stuff um it's um it's also cool in terms of like just deaths you know like there's some good kills in there uh, the story at the end was really cool. The ending was really dope. The ending pretty much tied everything together. Um, I really recommend it, especially since you like death games. Yeah. You know, um, you should definitely watch it. Um, people, my sister watched it the other day, right? She was like, oh, I didn't like it because there's a turn in the movie, right? Um, and she and I was like, well, you know, it's uh, it's just the fact that you get one thing. And then they throw you this other thing completely, right? Uh-huh. But then they swerve it again, even again. You know what I mean? Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, so it's uh, it's cool in terms of story. And the fact that it's like, it's like 89 minutes, dude. So oh, it's fucking... Fuck, yeah, you could just put that shit on real quick and just watch it. Dude, that sounds perfect. Like, 90 minutes? Oh, you know, so it is, a, it is a good ending, and it turns... There's a swerve in the story itself that... Uh, was really cool in terms of character Mm -hmm. and and then at the very end you think this all happens and some other thing happens and you're like oh shit so at that oh shit moment either makes it or breaks it for you okay like it it totally made it for me because i was like that's great like because you wrap it up in a certain way where you're like 
that was fun. Um, yeah. And I recommend it. You would definitely like it, since you're like a, uh, you are a big death game guy. Yeah, I, I like people like it's it's the horror thing, right? It's it starts with like like slasher movies where it's like people fighting for their lives. But I, I like the people fighting more. You know what I mean? Where it's like I I like people being aggressive about trying to yeah. stay alive. Did you know? You know what's really funny, like about horror, like uh, especially lately, a lot of horror has been uh, very intertwined with like very good action. Yeah. Right. Like horror movies are becoming like thrillers, and thrillers, in my opinion, fall under that same horror umbrella. Right. Because of just the emotion that they make you kind of tense up. Yeah. Anything um, that creeps you out yeah. is it's a yeah, thriller. Yeah. Exactly. And then and now like these horror movies now they're because it, it's hard to scare people these days. You know what I mean? So yeah. they're it's either you have a really good monster concept or some cool, you know, demon story going on. Right. Or you kind of have it all meshed together with some pretty good action here and there to kind of compensate for the fact that you don't have those jump scares. Right. Or those cool gore moments, but you have this cool action going on that it kind of drives the story. And a lot of horror movies lately have been doing that. And I think it's pretty cool how they they've used that genre of filmmaking to kind of add some more layers of depth to the story, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, you, you can only watch people run from things for so long before, you know, before it all starts bleeding together. And yeah, yes, that's exactly, that is the slasher movie problem. And, you know, yes. we, we faced that already in like the nineties where we started getting like every slasher movie ever, but then it's like, oh, it's all just like waiting for these people to die, and then it all becomes like you start watching it for a different reason, right? So you, you watch like the Friday Thirteenth movies because you're like, oh, how is Jason gonna kill that guy? You know, instead of like, oh, how is that person gonna survive? And you know, with more action based like death game types, it's like, how are they gonna survive? I I like that focus more so than like. How are they gonna die? It, it, yeah, uh, I like I I do like the action stories, and that it's pretty appropriate for what we're talking about today, isn't it, Arturo? Yes, absolutely. I hundred percent agree on that. It's funny, like how some people in those movies are like watching horror movies, like all like at parties and shit. It's like, oh yeah, it's such a horror movie. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, like, who does that? Like, who sits down, right? And legit, like, party moment, right? And just right. like, oh, I'm going to watch a horror movie. Like, you know you can watch like, a comedy or something. No, you sat down, wanted to watch a party, uh, a horror movie during a party, right? Right. And everybody's dancing, everybody's chilling. And then there's usually this one guy just, like, hanging out by the couch, just watching some movie, usually a horror movie. It's like, uh, you know that? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know you're going to get got first, yeah. right? Like, you're a sitting fucking duck here and then but you're watching this fucking movie it's like go party right you didn't come here to watch a movie because you're gonna get killed yeah because uh, it's just funny like it just popping up that whole scene with who's watching movies like uh um in friday the 13th all the time and it's like come on man stop watching that fucking movie i know it, it's uh, don't don't watch a horror movie at a party and besides like yeah. You're at a party, dude. First of all, yeah, like, and horror is not the best genre for partying, man. Like, it's it's really tough, unless it's, like, goofy. But even then, like, horror is not everybody's thing to watch, you know? And it's it's always better just to put something stupid on and just, you know, not pay attention to it. Parties, movies, clowns, yep. balloons, 
Lots and lots of balloons. Lots of balloons. And uh, welcome, folks, to uh, the morgue. And uh, today we have uh, some good stuff for you, man. We're talking about It, It Chapter 2, Stephen King's It, mm-hmm. all all things revolving Pennywise, red balloons, scary clowns and shit like that. For 27 years, I dreamt of you. And uh, with me, I got uh, my main man, Tex, Mr. Nick Valdez. Howdy, everybody. How, howdy. How, how, how are you today, Arturo? You, you... I am uh, I am very good. Yeah. I am all clowned out. <laughs> Yo, facts, um, though. <laughs> and uh, if you've been paying attention to all, like, all, the, all the socials for Corpse Feed, there's been tons of clown shit, tons of Pennywise going around. Been sharing a lot of tattoos for Pennywise. Um, artwork and all that stuff, and people just love this fucking clown. Dude, man. it's people, great. People love Pennywise, and uh, like these people can draw the shit out of this clown, man. And it's cool. It's really cool to see how the community has adopted this character, as, you know, as pretty much like canon. You know, yeah. Um, a- along with the Tim Curry ones, if you if you go on IG though, and you hashtag Pennywise. Chances are you're going to see the Skarsgård version first. Right. And honestly, in my opinion, it's for good reason. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we can definitely discuss that. Um, <laughs> because it is, in my opinion, a better version of the Pennywise character. But, uh, yeah, uh, it Chapter 2. Yes. So, it Chapter 2, uh, it, did they did they film it, like, back-to-back with Part 1? or? I, not think so because I do remember um, casting news coming out after um, the first one did come out. Yeah, so maybe uh, maybe they filmed all the kids parts, you know, it, along with the the part one. No, they, they actually brought them back too because, like, I've been paying attention to the social feeds, and, and and the kids are in the scenes with the with the adults. Like, you see them like on set and shit that's, like that. That's crazy because yeah. they're still so young. You know, because we yeah, they look exactly the same. Yeah, that's why I was like, um, did they film this along with part one and just didn't tell anybody? Like, I, I you know what? It, it's a possibility, but I did see some pictures of the cast together. Yeah, but that those could be little like reshoots or something like that. But they did look like they haven't aged a single bit. Yeah, and that that kind of that really helps. First of all, like yeah, we uh, in our Stranger Things episode we talked about how. Um, how they kind of, it all just kind of get thrown off because, you know, you look How at... How awkward they look because they're just, <laughs> you know, they're going, they're going through puberty. Yeah, because they're, they're fucking grown-ass adults now. And, you know, and, and in this one, it it's so weird seeing, uh, you know, little boy Finn Wolfhard again. And, you know, but at the same time, like, yeah, it, it works. you're right. That is uh, the younger version of Wolfhard. So yeah. it, it must have been the same time. That's a good question. Yeah, um, uh, it's... It, Either way, like, it, it helped with, like, the flow of the film, you know, because it's one of those things where uh, I, I feel like if you didn't watch part one again, just as a refresh, you probably would have been, you know, a little bit, like, kind of thrown off, but... They did, um, yeah, I agree. They did a fantastic job kind of just making sure, like you said, if you forgot what happened in the first one um, or didn't even watch it, this one actually helped you through it and you kind of understood 
what was going on before, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but I also, since we're speaking about characters and the actors, I definitely, I wrote in my review how I was just kind of in awe of the casting director's job. In yes, dude. Uh, um, it's... And honestly, like, this is why I kind of gave it a nine because it just sucked me into the movie even more because they just looked so alike, like the kids, dude. especially Ben. Like, I don't know how they found this guy who played Yo, Ben's adult they, Yeah, they found his face. Yeah, they, they found a guy with, like, that face and who's also, yes. like, he's crazy and attractive Eddie. like he's supposed to be, you know, and wow. Eddie? Um, dude, the, the character who played Eddie, the character who played um, uh, Stan as well. Dude, dude, know, the... the there's a transition where they, they put on Eddie, like they zoom in on Eddie's face and it's like the kid turning into the older one, you know, yes. it's the faded. And I'm just yeah. like, God, what a, it was, it was absolutely wow. perfect. And I really loved how they just, it was each and every one of them. They just looked so alike their younger counterparts, which helped again, it helped tell the story even further and it helped, kind of connect everything and make everything kind of cohesive and together yeah. because it felt like one, you know? Um, and that is really like, it's, it's just, it's still mind blowing to me. I just, like you mentioned, like even in the close ups for every character, because we get this awesome sequence towards the, uh, like I would say the third act of the movie mm-hmm. um, where they go off on their own to find these artifacts. And then, you get to see flashbacks and current day um, sequences of the actors. And it's like great fucking job. It was really dope, man. I, I definitely, that helped a lot with the story. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. We're going to, we're going to start digging into the story like real deep uh, from here on out. So full spoilers, but uh, before that, uh, so what would you say to people interested in chapter two? Would you say it like, would you say you should uh, pay to see it, wait to see it or, you know, stay away from it? Um, Pay for it, wait for it, or stay away from it. What would it's you, what a would little you think? long, but I could sit through it because it, of the pacing was very well done. But um, I would wait for it just to see it in the comfort of your own home because you can make it a day of watching part one and then part two. Right. And, and that would be really dope. But, but if you're paying for it, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't blame you because it, it's fun. It, it's actually fun because there's a lot of spectacle in the movie. I, I was able to see it in IMAX, Ooh, okay. um, and, and it was really dope. <laughs> it was really cool. So if, if you want to watch the clown on the big screen and the spectacle and all the blood, I you know go for it. Uh, but in terms of comfort, I would not mind sitting on my own couch watching this movie for three hours again. Yeah, and yeah. I I would agree. Like um, I for the exact same reasons actually, because you know the movie's two hours and fifty minutes. And that's a that's a hard sell for anything, you know. Yeah. And you know, especially like especially because uh, to be quite honest, it doesn't feel like uh, I don't think I'd be able to watch just this one, you know. So it's not like a traditional sequel. I, it's not like it, it's a sequel telling a part two to a story. It's like Endgame. Like it, it feels like like it, it can be a standalone, even just like you mentioned. Like you don't really have to see part one just to see part two. Like, it could just be a standalone movie. But I don't, um, I don't know. I feel like you would need the context, right? Like you, you would. You would. But, like, I personally think it did flow well um, from part one to part two. Um, I do get that 
it just starts a little bit weird. It, it does. Yeah, let's uh, let's start digging yeah. in. Let's uh, yeah, full spoilers from here on out. Um, all right. So all right. So first, first off. Did you like the movie? Like, what is your like rating of the movie? Yeah, like I, I would, I would say wait for it. Like that's that's my rating. Yeah. Like I liked it, but also it, it's you do you do feel the pacing. While it's in, it's enjoyable. Like I'm not gonna say like I didn't I didn't mind. I felt it a little bit, but at the same time I did like it. it it's hard to explain. You know what? What did you think about like it, it's paced weird, right? Like it's it takes I a little. Actually- I actually thought the pacing was was well done. Hmm. Uh, it was because uh, at first when you sit down, you know it's two hours and fifty minutes. Yeah. Right? But then as you get into it, like it's, I think everything stitched together in a way where it makes the time not drag. Right. Uh, it, it didn't drag. You did feel it on some parts because they do go off on their separate journeys and then it just adds time to it, you know? Right. Um, but it didn't drag ass. Yeah. And that's important. Like, yes, it was long, but it, it wasn't boring. Dude, uh, that's why I make, like, the endgame comparison, you know, because yes. this is, it's definitely, like, it gives the endgame vibe because you get three di- completely different stories, you know what I mean? You get, um, you get the reunion, you know, yes. then you get the uh, finding the totems or finding yep. the tokens, and then you know, then you get the battle with it. So uh, it it's complete. It's layered, where it's like you go from one distinct plot to the other one, and I think that's what helps the flow. Where it's like, okay, now we're moving on to part two of chapter two. Now it, it's like a book. You know, you're reading a book, and you're like, okay, now this is the climax. Now they're preparing for the fight, and you know, it's it's the action movie flow. And I, I think it works. I, I appreciate that. I think I think that's where I'm okay with the tone, like in the pacing, where I'm like, okay, because it's the action movie vibe. Uh, what you were bringing up earlier, Arturo. Yeah, um, I do agree 100% because it's, uh, it's like you said, acts. Right? Yes. It's like these chapters in a story. Um, and they start you off with pretty much just showing you what these people are doing. Mm-hmm. And then... It's showing you what they got to do in order to beat this evil. And then it's showing you the boss battle. Yeah. So you know what the end game is. I mean, you know what lies at the end. It's this battle, right? right. You know, there's a, f- a final boss battle with, with it. And then, you know, you, because it is a, a book that people have read and a movie that people have seen in the 90s. Right. People are waiting for these moments to happen. They're waiting for certain cues but I think they did a good job of kind of separating themselves from what happened in the 90s and then just kind of created this story with this more modern kind of edge to it. Right. Um, I, yeah. I agree. And, and I really did like the way um, how they go out and check out their own artifacts. I think um, that's when the story gets interesting. A lot of people have issues with this movie because it was – deemed to be scary and blah, blah, blah. It wasn't really that scary, right. to be honest with you. There's not a lot of terror and fear in it. Um, there are some killer sequences with Pennywise, but this movie focuses more on the people. Right. Um, and this is where a lot of a lot of horror fans are getting thrown off because they're thinking because the original one had everything kind of tied in together at the same time and Pennywise was sprinkled all throughout – in this one, you had a lot of sequences with just them finding themselves, character development, and that kind of 
threw off what people thought it was going to be. But the movie never really gave you a sense like, oh, it was going to be this, like, you had a sense that it was going to be dark, but it wasn't going to be like, oh my God, you know, there's like this impending doom coming along. Um, And I think that's just a testament to just how they decided to write the story, the adaptation this time around. Yeah. Um, and, and, And that in my opinion, helped the pacing because I got more engrossed as we went deeper into the movie because I wanted to see what these kids were up to and, and, and I wanted to see um, what their artifact was. Um, and it was kind of cool because you're like, okay, it kind of it refreshed the movie, right? right? Like You turned the pace to a whole other act and then it kind of didn't make it drag is what I was talking about earlier. Um, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, because uh, you you get the ties back into the first one with it, and that you're right. Like when they started, I think that's when I really started really digging in. You're right uh, with the when they started looking for the tokens, and then you started learning new stuff about the the older yes. versions of the characters. Yes, where it's like you know, um, especially the Eddie thing, the Eddie and the Richie thing. Man, yes. that was so that was, great. that was great. Apparently, that's. Not in the original stuff? Like, uh, no, it's not So Richie wasn't gay, but also, it makes so much sense, right? It like, does. It, gives it really them, does. It gives it's them, like a, like, a a crazy good layer, because, you know, they're, they're so close together. And, like, I, I think I, it's one of those things where, like, I would have, I would have, uh, who, okay, how do I say this? Like, I would have been okay if they were, like, if they were just friends and he still, like, cried over him and stuff. Like, you can do that. You can do, like, platonic friendships where you love each other and shit. And, like, where you love each other that deeply. But at the same time, I also appreciate that he was gay. So. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because, like, you could do, you can do the whole Goonies stand by me thing, you yeah. know. You know, the, all the just straight-edge kids, pretty much. But, like, I definitely appreciate it, especially, like, at this day and age that whole uh, development because it's not really a twist. It's a development. Um, and that's part of the characterization you get as you get these individual stories. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of care a whole lot more for these characters as you've seen them kind of grow through the years and what they've gone through internally that their friends don't know about, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was really cool to see that. Um, Bill it, Hader, by the way, did a great fucking dude, job. It was, uh, it was a great way to learn about the kids we already watched in part one. Yes. So it, it's yeah. kind of a thing where it's like, if you really like, we really like part one. I, I think we could like say that, right? I, yeah, like, yeah, part I, one was great. Um, and then, you know, you know, we, I love those kids. And now that I'm learning new stuff about the kids, like it's, it's so wild, dude. I really like that stuff. And, um, yeah. it, you're right. It's when it starts going deep into these characters, and, you know, then you start learning more about Beverly because Beverly's always been a weird one, right? Because it's, yeah, it's yeah. the one girl in the group, you know, and it's like, oh, uh, especially, you know, we'll talk about the originals. Uh, we'll talk about, like, the TV show later. But in the TV show, they, they treated Bev super weird. You know, like, there's a lot of, like, face touching and a lot of, like, weird intimacy with Beverly. You know, they, they yeah, like, they, like kiss her on the lips and stuff, you know? Yeah, it was weird. And, you know, I don't know if it was just a thing of the times or but it, it made me look at this Beverly too differently because I'm like, OK, like she she did come from a place of abuse, you know, and her her thing's always been weird because, you know, uh, I'm sure developing like her with men is especially like clearly you see that she's never had good luck with men. 
And no, you know, no, she found somebody just like her father. Pretty yeah, much. and she got older. And the stuff with like Ben crushing on her for like thirty years, like it, it could have all fell flat, but it didn't because you know uh, it, it worked. Yeah, because you, you realize that through all this trauma, they they clung to like the the stuff that made them happy. And, like, that's what the tokens were, where it's, like, you cling to this one little brief moment of, like, oh, happiness. And that that's kind of in the whole theme of, the, of these movies, where it's, like, you know, you you snuff out the, the light with the darkness or whatever, where it's, like, yeah. you, know, you, you think of, like, it's all your imagination and shit. And them getting back their memories, it's all about, let's get our childhoods back. And, like, it's... That stuff's good. It makes Stephen King's original seem like more thoughtful than it actually was, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, when you break it down, it's like this, like, it's a Cthulhu type, you know? It's just like this eldritch horror that came to Earth. Yeah. And, you know, and in this movie, it just makes sense. Like, when they start saying all this stuff and, like, the Native Americans and all that. Yeah, it, it does make sense. Like, oh, it's been here, like, like millions, millions and millions of years ago. We just crash landed from space and fucking grew under the earth and <laughs> yeah. right up up there. Yeah, when and, they start throwing all that out there and, like, I didn't get thrown off by it. I thought I would. I was just like, okay, cool. You know? I was like, oh, at least I got an answer. Yeah. At least I got some explanation as to what the fuck is going on in this town. Yeah, and, uh, but yeah, let's, uh, let's dig into Pennywise, too, because, so, Skarsgård, man, you... Uh, there were reports that he was like able to go in deeper, you know, with adults and stuff like that. You've mentioned it before, right? Yes. And you, there's a sense of that. He gets he gets to play around more in this movie. There's a lot more Pennywise in part two. Yes, there's a lot more Pennywise. I don't think, like I said earlier, I, I didn't get any scarier. I think it was scarier the first time around, honestly. Right. Um. We got more Pennywise, pretty much like full screen kind of Pennywise. You know? Yeah, we we just got more alone, like in scene, in daylight Pennywise, just fucking around. Yeah, like it, yeah, it's it's more like personality. Like there you go with the character stuff. It's more personality driven than like action driven. If that makes any sense, like it, we're not. You know, you're not following Pennywise because of, like, you know, how he's killing kids. You're following him because he's, like, taunting them. And he's, like, doing crazy stuff. And, like... Yo, but he ate the shit out of those kids, though. That was... (laughs) (laughs) Yo, like we said, man, if you're gonna do it, kill these kids. Yeah, that was unexpected, too. Like, the one um, under the bleachers. Yeah. See, that's one of those things where it's a cool scene. I loved it. But also... You know, it's one of those ones where you could have trimmed out and we wouldn't have missed, like lost anything. It, yeah, I mean, it didn't really amount to anything. You're right. Yeah, and maybe... But, uh, like, I, I guess because they had to throw in a scene like that in there just to ease the fans, I guess. Dude, I wish it would have been the one that told uh, Mike that it was back. You know, like, you know, uh, so you get the intro scene where, you know, you have two uh, you have two gay uh, two gay gentlemen and, you know, and then they get beat and then one of them gets thrown over the bridge and straight up murdered and, you know, and then that's when we find out Pennywise is doing stuff again. And, you know, and that's how Mike finds out that Pennywise is back. But I, I kind of wish they did the Bleacher one instead. Like, you know, then it's a callback to part one with Georgie, you know, you, yeah. s- you see him. No, it's a callback to the very original where he just, you know, just eats a little girl. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
but like he used because he usually targets kids, so that, that's why it would have been a bit more appropriate. Yeah, uh, that's why it was a bit weird to just. Uh, um, the scene was great. It was brutal as shit, but it was great. Yeah. Um, but it was again seemed a little unnecessary in terms of getting the point across that it was back. Yeah. Um, maybe because it was in the same area as the sewage drainage happens. Yeah. Like, um, it it but, just it felt too random considering that like Pennywise is a monster that's we that's been established as not a random killer. It's like a it's a methodical killer. Like it it randomly kills kids, but it puts its thought into like what like how it's gonna kill it or what it's gonna use to kill I it. I just you know? think they needed like a, a setting where they can do that balloon gimmick under the bridge. Yeah, pretty much. That that's really what it was, right? They wanted that opening shot of all those balloons. Yeah, because yeah. that was like, oh, it's back, you know. The, yeah, the red balloons are back, but I think they could have. Um, yeah. It's like I said, like they, I guess, had to add some kills in there. Yeah. Um, to kind of fluff it up a bit for like the, the horror snobs, I guess. Yeah. Uh, because because it wasn't um, a straight up horror movie like that. I guess they were like, oh, let's throw a kill here. Let's have some him eat this fucking kid over there. Yeah, because without that, we wouldn't have seen Pennywise for like the first like half hour, and yeah, you know, okay. yeah. This again being a movie more about the the characters instead of the actual antagonist, um, because a lot of the antagonist's kind of ploy is using fear and emotions and stuff like that, which kind of again makes a good de- a defense for why they had such a good cast of characters. Like these guys, the actors were able to kind of go through this roller coaster of emotions, yeah. and like every time with the flashbacks and stuff, they would. Be like, especially with like, for example, a good example of other like, you know, emotions are when they got that phone call from Mike, right? All of them were doing something like Bill Hader threw up and shit. And he, he had a set to do, uh, a fucking comedy set to do because he was a stand up guy. Yeah. And he just fucking totally like, he was done. But, and just how everybody had to like, oh shit, a, a switch kind of turned on and you knew like, these people were in for a kind of a wild ride, especially because all the flashbacks were coming in bit by bit by bit. And they're like, holy shit, I totally forgot I was traumatized by that and by that. I forgot about this fucking guy and that bully and, you know, what happened over here. So it was cool to see that build up. But it's like I'm going to keep reiterating tonight is that um, it's a people movie, you know? Yeah. It's not, it's not the horror movie that we wanted, honestly. But again, what did we expect? Yeah, you know, it. I think uh, it's successful in the trade-off, right? Like, I, I think we can both agree. Uh, it's successful in like what it trades for horror. It makes up for with like you know the the action suspense tone, where it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it like, makes a lot of sense because you know they're being proactive this time. You know, it's it's the final girl switch. Where it's like, yeah. you know, you, you're you fine watching the final girl fight back and it becomes a different kind of movie because you're like, oh, you know, it, it's a thing everyone accepts. It's just now it's just like a whole movie of it because they're going back to fight this thing. It's not like, oh, we're running from it. It's we're going to it. And you, you yeah, have exactly. to you, you have to change that tone. If not, you can't you can't keep up the horror and keep up the scares when someone's actively trying to fight this thing. Especially when your whole thing in the movie is like the only way to beat it is to not be afraid of it. The ending 
the whole it ending, honestly, to me, is very anticlimactic. You talk down to it pretty much. Yeah, and, and uh, <laughs> Stephen King makes fun of it. They make fun of it in the movie a bunch of times, you know, because the book's yeah, ending the is... Ending, right? Yeah, the book's ending <laughs> is bad, and they like they mentioned that like 20,000 times. Yeah, know? which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, because... Um, um, Bill... Because the ending, it's like, you know, people... You know what it is? Again, it's... It's like there's just there's this perception out there that oh my god Pennywise was so fucking awesome the first time around we're gonna get something crazy and it's like have you seen the first one you know like <laughs> yeah. have you like actually paid attention to what might what you might get on screen because in remember the TV series was intertwined together with uh, young and old going back and forth. Right. So in this iteration, you get in chapter one, you get the kids. In chapter two, you get the adults with the flashbacks. You get two very different kinds of of, of tones, and people just expected, I guess, you know, not what they got. Yeah, and it even toned down the original ending because in the original ending of the book, uh, when Pennywise is defeated, the whole town is destroyed. So you know, it's they they made it. In part two, it makes sense because in these movies, it's more personal. I, I guess that's why those other kills feel like fluff, you know, because Pennywise is no longer like a threat to everybody. It's a threat to them specifically in part yeah, two. Yeah, he wants them. Yeah. Just them because he's just out for revenge. He's just being fucking petty. He's like, yo, you guys fucked me up, man. I, you know, I, I kind of want to come back and kill you guys. Yeah, he even <laughs> says it. He's like, I've been waiting 27 years for this shit. And then, you know, it makes sense that the whole town isn't destroyed because the town isn't really involved. You know, they get they get caught in the crossfire like that little kid that got ate in the mirrors, you know. Oh, dude. <laughs> that was a good kill. Like, if you're going to do kills, if you're going to kill kids, fucking go for it. That's the whole point. He's the eater of children, right? Yeah, and that's the Skarsgård shit. Like, he... Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we could just outright compare him to Tim Curry right now, right? So, um, I don't see why not. Yeah, so uh, it, there are two iconic Pennywises, you know. Yeah. Tim Curry's Pennywise, is, it's it's memorable because it's Tim Curry, you know. But that's that's the thing, though, right? Like, it's, I don't know, compared to Skarsgård, man, like, it's really tough. Because Skarsgård goes in a, like, he he's goes in a hyperactive direction. Like, his, his pitch is high. Like he, you know, he could do the eye thing. Yeah, yeah. the eye thing and the lip thing. Yeah, like he's, oh, that's yeah. so good. <laughs> he naturally does that. That's fucking fantastic. How, how lucky would, like, do you have to be as a filmmaker to, to find an actor, right, that can actually do that naturally? Yeah. Like you'll save money in post-production and then you'll, it'll look just fucking better. Yeah. Um, but like, I liked the tone of voice, like the uh, the voice of Skarsgård, yeah, as Pennywise, I did because it, it was like it was clownish, you know, it was very clownish. Uh, Tim Curry had this very crusty, the clownish, yeah, um, raspy kind of voice, and like I get it, but the the way the inflections he had and the up and downs that Skarsgård had, and uh, and the way he was talking and the way he spoke, it was definitely I think it helped make his character a bit more like. Just a bit different, you know, like a bit just more menacing. The fact that he just had this weird talk going on. Yeah. It, fucking like the drooling. Oh, dude, um, the drooling. Like, it's, yeah. there's there's more of a range to him, I would yes. I would argue, you know, and I, I like the fact, too, that his eyes were always red um, in the original. His eyes 
would change to red when he would go all demon and shit. That's but true. then he had the blue eyes um, when he wasn't all like bad. But they they got that out and they left it there, which I think was cool because it always gave him that fucking creep factor. Right. Um, and then with the new face paint that they added on that comes down like the smile and shit like that, that really helped it out because it, it, like, it's very subtle in Tim Curry's one. He has like the little paint just like the little stripes around his eyes and shit. But the eye thing was fucking great. Yeah, it's it's a lot of design, too. Because uh, Tim Curry, he I, I feel like he had to go for like the, the menacing stuff right off the bat. You know, because uh, he, you know, it's, it's a lack of budget in the original, too. You know, uh, just putting that out there. Because, you know, they did what they could. But it's also like he he had to carry that Pennywise. He had to no, carry. Absolutely. He had to carry that right. outfit. He had to carry it. Yes, one hundred percent. He had to completely own it uh, because he looked ridiculous. Yeah. Um, because he wore like a Ruby's costume, pretty much. Right. Where it seemed like it's something you can get, at the, you know, at the discount store just just in, in time for Halloween. Yeah, you know, it's at the Party City, dude. It's one of the yeah, many leftovers. Was, you know, yeah. Obviously, like the costume of Skarsgård was. Um, way above what they had um, over there. But you're right. Like, because he looked so non-threatening, he had to kind of just come with the creep factor, like, pretty much right off the bat in the first one where he kills that little girl. Um, So that's a main difference, and the budget is a a good thing. But just, like, again, in my opinion, the Skarsgård version has this actual clownness to it that makes it even fucking weirder man i agree because you know it's it's all in that personality man and you know uh these movies would have fell apart if skarsgård didn't like completely just throw himself into it you know oh, if it was trash it would never have worked man. yeah like it, it's crazy because he you know he he acts he that hyperactive kind of killer attitude would not have worked if you know it it just works, and uh, that's a testament to his acting chops, you know, because, you know, otherwise, uh, all that stuff would have seemed goofy. It all would have fell on its face. It's a lot like in the um, in the OG, like, It uh, show, where it's like Tim Curry does some shit, and you're just like, ooh, that one didn't land. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's a little goofy, more goofy than they wanted it to be. So I, it's it's a testament to Skarsgård. I, I, yeah, absolutely. And also, he has more. Um, in, in fairness to Curry, though, like I feel that this version of Pennywise has way more to bite down on. Like, that's in terms true. Of, like, like what he's doing on screen, um, and like just the fact that they had this haunted house as you know the it location instead of the strain pipe, right? Um, gave Pennywise so much more screen time. In, in the first one that Tim Curry ever had. So, it, like, you have to be fair to the fact that, you know, it was just a beefier role this time around. Yeah, it's it true. It was more Pennywise Central, especially because it was two parts. It wasn't just this drawn-out story. Right. Uh, it, they needed to have, like, a person that could do what Skarsgård did. That's so true. So that was pretty dope. And, and, and like I said, you, you got to be fair to Tim Curry. Yep. He did, it's like you said, he had to kind of, like, kind of, if he didn't do what he did for that Pennywise, it would never have worked. No, and we wouldn't be talking about it right now. We, yeah, you exactly. know, And that's a testament to Tim Curry, because Tim Curry is Tim Curry. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, he's he's going to be good in whatever he does. Like, I don't... Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't think he's ever disappointed me in anything. Like, even with this, where I'm like, oh, some of the stuff didn't land, it's still, like, he's still good, <laughs> you know? And uh, Also, we, we got to remember, that's from 1990. So oh, yeah. they, had, they had a different sense of humor back then and a different kind of way of, of yeah, seeing things too. That's you know, that's where you get the weird shit like um like the the face touching like you know Bev yeah, like, like when she John starts Ritter making out with them about that hotel. Yeah. Like it, like she was tired and then all of a sudden they were just like he was just like you know grabbing her face everywhere. It's like like what the fuck is this? Like yeah. I didn't know you guys professed love already. Yeah, and like, then uh, when they were in like the Chinese restaurant, and then she starts making out with fucking Bill, like, like and they're all just kind of staring at her. And I was like, you just kissed Richie on like the lips too, and I'm just like, what? What's going on? <laughs> That's weird. But then again, I think we spoke at a, on a different podcast how the book has way more stuff that's a little weirder. Yeah, than and they would put on the film you know so yeah and we've also said i'll say it here too just for posterity's sake like i'm not a big stephen king fan i'm not yeah like, me neither oh, yeah so like he he he's come out with good ideas like you know you got you got your running man you got your you know um what else did he do he did like i feel like uh, shawshank redemption yeah and stuff like that so he's he's done really good stuff but at the same time you know it's I, I've always liked the adaptations more than, like, the original books, you know, and especially yeah, here. Agree. Like, it's, like, a thousand pages, you know. I'm not, I'm not reading that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why that the, the TV series is, like, four hours, you know, and it did what they could. And I, I liked a lot of the people in it. Um, I didn't know them. I, I knew uh, Tia and Tamara's dad. From Yo, freaking Seth Green was... Uh, he was Richie. Fucking young Richie, dude. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, dude, I was like... This movie was Small like, world. <laughs> dude, and then fucking... What's his face? Uh, rest in peace. Um, John Ritter, dude. Uh, John as, Ritter was in it. And and that movie reminded kid. it reminded me just how handsome he was. You know, it, and he's got that beard. And you're that like... beard, I know, right? He, He's the looker of the group, dude. Yeah, and, and then you had which, T- is, which is hilarious if you think about it. That, that genre that we know, the funny guy, he's yeah. the fucking the sex symbol of the group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. And then uh, you have Sister Sister, the dad from Sister Sister is like the as oh, the mic. that's Mike. where he's from. I was trying to figure it out. I'm yeah, like, man. Where do I know this guy from? And you know what's that's crazy? Right. He, he just had the gray mustache. I was always wearing a fucking suit. Yeah, and like you know, it's crazy. Uh, I think it was because I've I've seen the 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 TV series uh, so recently. He, he sounds so much like fucking um, Isaiah Mustafa. I think that's his name uh, in the new movie. Yeah, yeah, the I Old Spice guy. guy. Yeah, yes, right. yeah. Uh, sorry, Old Spice guy. I forgot your name. You know, you're not listening to this, but if you are, sorry. Um, but they he sounded a lot alike. Like every time he spoke, I'm like, man, you sound like the Tia and Tamara death. Like maybe he did it on purpose. You I, know? I feel like it's probably right? it's probably a shout out, right? Like it's like fuck it, yeah, why not? Because like we see him talk on the commercial, you know, he does like that weird like you know upper voice, and he does this so. Yeah, selling deodorant and shit, you know. But that's right. just them being actors, and that's the other thing with like uh, the casting. Uh, it's enough to. It was already enough to find older actors that look so much like these kids, but then to also have them be good at good at their jobs too. Like, yeah, uh, dude. Oh my god. Yeah. I've I've never seen the guy who plays the the older Eddie before. I've never seen him in anything. Has he been? I've in stuff? seen him. Like his face looks familiar. 
Um, I did an IMDb search on him, and I don't recognize any of the other movies he's been in, but he was fucking great. And yeah. then just, again, like, comparing the young Eddie to the old Eddie, it's in the eyes, too. Like, they have those deep, dark fucking, like, eyes, and then... Yeah, that look. Oh, dude, that's what I'm saying. They they knew that they had something when they did that transition between the young and old Eddie. I'm serious. When they like when he's standing there in the in the pharmacy and they do that little they they do the young to old thing. They knew. They knew they nailed it. Even the daughter of the of the pharmacy owner. um, Yeah. Notice. Yeah. Notice that. (laughs) Yeah, she looked just like the young one too. Dude, I was like. are insane that was like one of the most impressive things i've ever seen in a movie and it was great they did a good fucking job because even like a, a background character like that you're like holy shit like she looks exactly like the fucking girl from part one man yeah it's it's so wild dude they they did it like uh it, it's kind of a thing where like you know in chapter two it's not it's not scary but you have to respect just how much good shit is in here. Yeah, There's so much good work, dude, as, man. That's what I'm saying. As an overall movie, yeah. like, forget about the horror shit, all right? Yeah, that's... As an overall movie, this is a good, solid movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, it's bogged down by the fact that it's supposed to be this horror anchor, you know, in the genre. But, like, it it sucks for it to have that um, that typecast, right? You know, um, because people just gotta see that um, it, it, they have to look over the fact that it's not what they expected it to be, and yeah. just kind of go in with an open mind and expect to see a good movie, you yeah, know, because with, I- with good acting and just a good antagonist. Yeah, because um, you yeah, know uh, a lot of yeah, a lot of people can be guilty of this. I can too. Where it's like I I go and I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be some scary shit. Can't wait. And then you're like, ah, I wasn't. The first thing so many people say is, ah, I wasn't scary. You know, well, you're yeah. you're missing the point of the movie. <laughs> exactly. Like I went in with the same thing. Like, oh snap, they said uh, uh said that he was like even worse with the adults. Blah blah blah. I'm like, I can't wait to see those scenes. And I can't wait to see the scene with all the blood they were talking about. It's like, and then you watch it and like, oh, okay. Like that blood scene that they kept like pimping out pretty much, you know, yes, it was big blood. But in the context of it, it wasn't this crazy, gory, violent scene you thought was going to, you know, splash across the screen. It was just like, you know, a stall. Filling yeah. up with big blood, <laughs> but then you know, and then it was also a good sequence. Like when you break oh, down that yes. one specifically, yes. you know, because she's trying to keep him out, and he's like Pennywise is taking a form of all her memories and shit, and then like then you have Ben on like under her, underneath, yeah, yeah and then they, oh, then she pulls him back, and like that's so good, and man. then they end up on the floor in the real one, and oh, that's when she hears him, like, like. That's when she knows that Ben was the one that actually wrote that poem. Yeah. The- <laughs> because you know what's funny? It was funny. All right. So in the original, right? Mm-hmm. In the original, since I just saw it like today, um, uh, she knew all along that Ben had written the poem. Right. So like she knew that it was Ben all along, blah, blah. In the newer one, she just kept thinking it was Bill until she discovered that, oh, no, it was, you know. It was Ben over here who wrote this poem about my hair and shit, pretty much. Yeah. And, uh, like, 
that was pretty cool, I think, because um, there was always that, again, the characterization where he's been in love with this girl forever, and he thinks she's in love with this dude, Bill, but then Bill's married already, and Bill, like, they have that scene where they kiss, right? right? But obviously it meant nothing. Um, and then they, she finally gets together with the person she, who we, who she's supposed to be with. And you're like, oh shit, finally she realizes that, you know, the, the fucking Bill over here didn't write the poem. Yeah. He, it, was, take, he was taking credit for this shit. It definitely yeah. lands better in the, in the new movie because yes. in, the, in the TV 100%. series, she ends up with him and you're like, what? <laughs> Cause it makes no sense for her to go off with Ben in the series. And then, uh, and then Bill's with his wife who got caught up in the deadlights and stuff. And I, you know, that plot didn't make it to he, the new one. He fucking told her to stay home. And she was like, no, never mind. I'm going to take a plane and I'm going to go see what's going on in Derry. Yeah. And like the bike, I mean, riding the bike scene and all that, like, that's not a bad way to end the movie or end the, end the little show. Uh, I didn't mind that either. Like, in the, no, that was fine. Yeah. Was and fine. her getting her childhood innocence back and all that stuff. And, you know, it, it, there's a lot of that in this movie where, you know, Stephen King's got a lot of stuff like that where it's like shit gets twisted, you know, childhood shit gets twisted like Cujo, you know, Cujo's yeah, like yeah. the the cuddly dog who gets fucking like monstrous and shit. And so it is basically like an extension of that where it's like, you know, these kids get messed up by the the real world and this dark world. And in the in the original show, I think it does some of that stuff better. Like, it does, like, um, you know, but because it has a wider net. And, like, it, it's it's about the town. And in this one, it, it's more personal. And I like the more personal direction, but I don't know, man. Some stuff that that four-hour series does a little bit better than these new one, than the new ones. But at the same time, you know, that doesn't mean, like, that, that show was any, like, good. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I was going to say, like, it's, um, it's hard to compare them one, like, right next to each other right because the movies i feel also had more time with yeah. the characters to kind of just unfold these characters and give them more you know more of a personality right than the actual show that the show kind of threw everything at you like bit by bit like this is what happened this is a flashback this is what he does now this is the phone call he gets this so um a lot happens in the show in a shorter amount of time right than it does in the actual like features um and i think that again it's hard to compare them one by one, but again, I saw that today, and I definitely preferred the like how they broke everything down in the movie. Yeah, better. the movies. Yeah. the movies were smarter to start off with the kid part first. You know, yeah, it, because like I feel that was that's the story of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the real story of it. Like that's the horror movie of it is with the kids. Like if you honestly just did that one and didn't even do an adult version. It would have been fucking fine. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. if they if it would have ended, we never got chapter two. You know, I yeah, you're right. It it would have I would have been fine with it. You know, because then you have the it's the horror movie ending, right? Where it's yeah, like exactly. stuff is kind of like it's kind of vague. We're like, oh yeah, no, it's ending. It's like, oh, you know, um, did we kill it? Oh yeah, we did. But did we really? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then, like at the end, some you see a clue, like a white glove or something, like a you know, like fucking Tim Curry's white gloves and shit. Yeah. You know. You know. Like, but you see a fucking 
Like, oh, he's still alive. Like, he's a balloon <laughs> pop up somewhere. Yeah, it's like the it's the Friday the 13th gag, right? Going back to Friday the 13th, where it's like, then you have the body coming out of the light, you know, and that's where it ends. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I feel that um, it's funny because both movies, I feel, can also be very standalone if you look at them in a certain way because the kids one has nothing to do with the adults. So that one can be just standalone. Yeah. And then, like I said earlier, they give you enough filler where you know what's kind of going on with yeah. these people. So that can also be viewed as separately. And the tone is different. Like I said, like the first one, it's darker in terms of just scarier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because it's kids, um, they, they made good use of the jump scares. Pennywise got like way more scarier, beefier things to do in that one, in my opinion. That's true. Because of all the, of all the shit, like, these kids got fucked up in that first one. Yeah, you know what I mean? it's the nature of, like, dealing with kids, right? Where it's like, yes. kids kids are defenseless, you know? Yes. And you adults can fight back, so you have to change the tone. Like I was saying earlier, where, you, like you were saying, too, where it's like, you, you can't rely on the horror shit for, for an adult one. You, you yeah. can't really do that, yeah. Exactly, and then I also feel that with like the first one, because of the setting, like I said earlier, because he he's in this house, there's way more like way more setting for pranks and like clown shit to yeah. happen and more goofier, like scary things. Like you got the same shit over and over, like in a TV show. It was always the same prank that was using to kind of get these people in. And this one, you had like those three doors that they did in the first one also came back in, in chapter two. Right. The very scary door and shit like that. Yeah. You had um, all these different ways to scare people in the first one that was just awesome because of the setting. Oh, speaking of one thing I did like more about the TV show, even with the lesser budget, I think I liked the fortune cookie scene better in the TV show because the practical effects, you know. I do agree. It was very over the top in the second one. Yeah. Um, to the point that they, the dude fucking uh, Mike's character was smashing the thing with a fucking chair. <laughs> and then like the, and then the Chinese waitress didn't say, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it worked. Like, like, you're smashing the fucking table. Yeah. And, and then it, they just leave. Yeah. And in the TV <laughs> show, it makes sense for them to just leave because they're all just kind of freaking out and going, oh, what yeah, the fuck is this? That scene made a lot more sense um, in that when it came to the fortune cookie stuff, but I did like how um, they, how it explained how Stan was missing. Yes. The fortune cookie, how each one got this, this puzzle piece of a sentence. Uh, yes. That was pretty dope. See, that was dope. That, I was like, I was like, Ooh, that's, that's cold blooded. Yeah. Cause in the TV show, Pennywise shows up to bill and he's like, he one's already filled in, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And like, I did like that, but this one, it's, this one's cool. Like, that's the thing. Oh, like, yeah, these movies are cool. Like quote unquote, like, you know, it's, it's a lot of cool shit going on, man. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like you you have to like appreciate it doing all this cool shit, but it's not dead until we kill it. So <laughs> yeah. it's true. Yeah, it's true. and um, speaking of killing it, like uh, so the final death. Uh, compare the two movie or compare the two things in the TV show. It's fucking out of nowhere, right? Where they just yeah. kind of pull its parts off and then they you know like what? Yeah, pull like, out its heart. 
it also comes out of nowhere as a big fucking crab like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. you don't get any kind of you don't get prepared this thing just comes out like it looks like it comes from Jason and the Argonauts yeah you know? <laughs> like those like, little skeletons oh, right man. yeah yeah dude like Perseus and uh, like uh, what's it called uh, Clash of the Titans or yes. something right yes. that was the name of it right back it in the day Clash of the Titans yeah, yeah. yeah. you're like, right uh, Right? You yeah. see this thing, and you're like, that's all that reminds me of a Scorpion King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because in this one, they prepare you for it. They, they already yeah. tell you straight off that it's like this fucking weird super thing. Yeah, and, he, and because of the visions, the flashbacks that they get, that uh, that Bill gets when he gets fucked up, when he gets drugged yeah. by a fucking Mike Punch. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. But then also, like, but Pennywise also turns into the spider. Right before them and shit, so that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, but it's, but like Mike fucking spikes Bill's drink, pretty much you know, drugging him that, so the, he can yeah. see what he can see. That is some and, weird. Um, there's a lot of weird shit too, where you're like, man, you're intense guy, but you get and the- then Mike fucking like totally tricked him. When Penny was like, oh, did you tell him why this ritual won't fucking work? Right? Yeah, dude, I thought it was going to be like, oh, well, all seven of you had to be here or some shit like that. You know what Pennywise I mean? But, threw Mike under the bus. Yeah. What a like, good little thing, too. What? I know. And then Mike got so much fucking heat from that. Dude. Like, <laughs> these people were about to die. Yeah. And it was just exposed by Pennywise that Mike had kind of lied to you about this thing working because it's never worked before. Dude, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a good little character thing, too, right? Because, you know, Mike is fucked up. You know, in in the in the show, you know, he's kind of like you get the sense that he, you know, he's become a bachelor. Like he hasn't met anybody. He's he's all alone in a house right across from like the life. Yeah, yeah. And in this one, they they kick it up that he's like real sad. Like he's real fucked up. You know, he's so he's a man obsessed. Like he lives above the library. He's constantly researching these dead kids and shit. And you know, and then you find out that he lied to them in order to get it. And that's that obsessive shit that you see in other movies where you're like, oh, um, you just wanted us to do this thing. And it, it that's good. It's good yeah, shit. That's never done in the first one. Like, Mike doesn't get that much cheat or at all about the whole thing. Yeah. People, they're pretty cool about everything um, in, the, in the TV show. Yeah. Um, uh, another part that we can also talk about is uh, the part where Stan's head appears. Right. Oh yeah. So like that was awesome. That's how it just good. Into that fucking spider thing, dude. Yeah. And then how close it got to build the fucking to Richie's face, dude. The the, the 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 leg that comes out of the eye socket. Dude, that was great. You know, yeah, that, yeah. And that's the thing. Like these movies too. Uh, you know, if you're not gonna do practical effects, do weird CG shit, right? They did it good, dude. Yeah, the CG looks like, not only does it look good, like, it's like there's effort into making sure, but there's also effort in making sure, like, it looks weird. You know, like, yeah. every every Pennywise CG thing is, like, weird looking and, like, cool. And it's real Del Toro-esque, where it's like, you you know you're getting good detail on all these fucking marks. For example, Mrs. Kirsch, right? Yeah. The old lady everyone thought because of the trailer she was chasing her around naked around the apartment turns out no this bitch turned into a fucking monster yeah like that's good shit like that was really i was like holy 
shit, that was dope. That's really good. Some really good character, like creature design. Yeah, like, uh, that. like the, the the flaming head Beverly. Like that was Dude. good. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Um, no, the leper man. Nah, the leper was all right, uh, but but the leper looked practical though. That was dope. Yeah, uh, especially when all that fucking when he just like. Vomited all in fucking in Eddie's face. <laughs> that, that yeah, yeah, and then that's when it gets super humorous for a second because they yeah. you know, they they cut out the thing and it's, they just call me Angel. Oh, when fucking uh, <laughs> you remember when um when Bowers fucking stabs Eddie right in the cheek and he's like kind of freaking out. He's like in shock. Dude, and then he and then Eddie's hardcore. He takes that shit out of his cheek and just stabs it right in the fucking shoulder. Dude, that's that's a good fuck. Like, there's so much good shit. Now that I'm like yeah. talking about it, yeah. I'm like, man, like I, you know, now I'm, it's kind of wild how much we actually watched in part two. Now I'm looking yeah. back, I'm like, yeah, it's a longer movie, and I say like the pacing's like it, it's a little tough, but at the same but time, there's mad content. There's so know? much content that there's I a liked. Lot of shit in there. There's a lot of shit in there, and like speaking of actors that look like the kids, like fucking the guy who played Bowers, yeah, that guy was great too. Like holy shit, like this guy was hardcore parkour until he got in the fucking head, <laughs> right, with a fucking like uh, like a tomahawk, yeah, or some shit. Oh, dude, and then when he ran at Mike, and Mike did a fucking, like, fucking suplex and shit, or he did the slam, that's, see, and that's the action tone, you know, where it's like, in the TV series, where Mike fights back, it's like, kind of like, ooh, ooh, I'm gonna... No, because, like, it happens in a bathroom. Yeah. They never go anywhere, Bowers, like, never chases him anywhere, so it happens in their little hotel, and then he catches him, he stabs Mike in the fucking, like, in the side. And then he kind of falls on his knife when he gets attacked by uh, by Eddie. Yeah, I think it was Eddie. Yeah, yeah, by Eddie. Yeah, and uh, like I liked how they elongated that sequence, kind of still giving that like supporting role to uh, to the Bowers character. Yeah, where it's like, hey, it's back. Let's get let's get back into action. So it had this other little threat, like like it had a puppet as well, working against people trying to to actually like get back at this right. clown. So he had like a a man on earth. Yeah. It was been, like a, like a contingency plan, you know, where it's yeah, like, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, like, Oh, it, it was, you know, just it's like, just in case. Right. Right. Fucking possess this motherfucker. And that's, know? that's the thing. Like, you know, with the two movies are now roughly the, like, they're a little bit longer than that TV show, but you know, Correct. when you, when you watch them together, like, uh, uh, I, you just saw it for the first time too. Right. Like when, like I, I I've never seen I, it. Yeah, like I saw it for the first time altogether um, because w- when I saw it as a kid, when I was mm-hmm. younger, it was all in pieces because it was on TV. Right. Um, but this is the first time I actually saw it from straight, you know, from back to front. Um, and, you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah, like. It's 1990, so. Yeah, when uh, you forgiving a lot of that stuff. Uh, but the, the reason I bring it up, it's like. They both have a lot of content, but the movies just fare better with it. And I guess it's it's one of those things where it's like it's the benefit of looking back and seeing how it's been adapted already and yeah. then like changing your own thing in order to make it better. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because back in the day, like Hollywood wasn't making these long fucking horror movies. You right. know? Um, they always would be like, oh, that's because um, also we, we have to think that back in the day, people were watching a lot more television, too, mm-hmm. especially in the 90s. So 
They're like, oh, let's make it into a, like a, a little TV miniseries. I think it was on ABC or some shit, right? Um, and you know, and they gave it on television. This is how you watch it. So people would stay tuned for the next episode, and people get their ratings. All that bullshit would happen. But um, back in the day, the nineties, you wouldn't get a movie like this getting a two-hour, almost three-hour epic movie in the fucking theaters. Um, that that's unheard of, you know. Uh, because if it's not a 90 minute horror movie in the 90s, it wasn't going to get lit, you know? Right. So, but that being said, it gets better translated in the movies. Right. Uh, they add a lot more content to these characters. Um, a lot, a, a lot, like, again, they all get beefier roles than what their counterparts in the 90s got. Right. So it's not really fair to compare. Um, but I feel the story is told way better. And this newer one, I feel the characters work way better. And that's just a testament to like how good the actors are now in comparison to the child actors back then, as well as the TV actors they react Because remember, now we have like feature film actors. That's and true. Not, like TV actors. So that's again, true. it's not a fair comparison. Yeah. Um, you know, you got, best guy there was John Ritter. So. You know, though, uh, the the kid who plays Bill in the uh, in the TV series, he's not bad. Uh, you know, because he has that scene where he kind of cries in the corner and he's like calling out to Pennywise and shit. And I'm like, man, yeah. I was like, yeah, this this kid's got but some that, chops, you know. That's out of all the kids, he's the most successful in terms of his acting career, right? Um, remember that was the kid from Sidekicks with that Chuck Norris movie? Oh no, shit, yeah, yes, that's him. That's the kid from uh, Sequest. I think that was a show. Yeah, uh, remember he committed suicide or something like that. Oh yeah. Um, oh well, poor kid. But he got older. But this kid was fucking everywhere, dude. So um, you know what? The, he was the standout kid actor. And, you know, it's like you said before. You got to be good. Like even yeah, even the the good. even the little kids that got eight. Like those kids are good too. Like uh, yeah. the the little boy with the skateboard. I thought he'd the, be the, annoying. The with the skateboard that he keeps getting bumped into by a fucking. <laughs> Richie at the Chinese restaurant. Yeah, yo, that's so, dude, that's so good. Like, oh, see, now the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, God, I really like that shit. I, yeah, you know what though? It was a good fucking movie, man. I can't. I honestly can't wait to to get part two on like Blu-ray and fucking watch them both back to back. Yeah, I can't wait for that either. That's gonna be awesome because you know why? It's quality movies that at least. Yes, it's going to be like four hours, almost five hours, depending on the cut you get. Right. But like, at least you know you're getting some quality stuff on TV. It's hard to sit through that first it, um, um, iteration. Dude. Honestly, it, like. It really uh, is. Like, it's it's so t- TV quality. Like, at times when Bill's crying, it's the older Bill's crying, you can see the tear kind of mess up his makeup. <laughs> yeah, and he's so... Because the tear looks a little milky. <laughs> and he's, like, I don't know why he had, like, a ponytail. Why? Why? <laughs> like, I was looking at him straight forward. I'm like, okay, he looks good. So I don't understand why he decided to give him a fucking ponytail. I don't know, was it, that it the... no sense. <laughs> but I guess he was a writer, you know? The writer's probably, like, yeah, some guy from, you know, Seattle... Yeah. Like to drink coffee and right by the window. You know, it's gotta I mean? be a little hippy dippy. You know, yeah, it's gotta be a little beatnik. He, oh, he's got. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, and it's so distracting, man, because it's so ugly. Like, it's not even a good ponytail, dude. Like, if you're gonna rock a ponytail, like fucking, like metalheads will tell you that straight out, right? Like, if you're gonna fucking do the ponytail, like fucking do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
whack-ass bitch ponytail. Yeah, because that's seriously, though. If you're going to do yeah, long was, hair... That like, was you... very distracting because I kept looking at it because it looked obviously fake, too. Yeah. So it's like, why even bother? It, it does nothing for the character. Um, it, it's funny how, like, Bill's character, the first one, is actually more successful in terms of his work than <laughs> right. in, in, in the remake. I mean, the second one, because the second one, obviously, everyone hates his ending. <laughs> yeah, because, like... Uh... He's always been like a fucking uh I forget what the, the, the book term is. There's like a there's analog. There we go. He's always been an analog for Stephen King himself. You know, he's like, oh, he's the writer who writes horror things and they're very successful. Uh. And then yeah, so exactly. now now yeah. in the movie he's making fun of himself, you know, and they're like, Oh, yeah. well, his books are bad or like they're good, but they're just not good, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then he's in it for like and fucking. Then he's in it as a fucking uh, pawn shop guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like your ending suck. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I didn't mind that either. But oh, that the, was a good cameo. Yeah, at the same time though, I thought the bike was gonna be the token. It, it makes sense later because it's like, oh, they have to throw it in that thing. But I thought the, I, th- I was like, what's the point of getting the bike then if it's not getting you your memory back? You know, I. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, like, but that's little um, detail stuff. But, that's a little nitpicks. Yeah, that bike was was um, pre artifact, though. I believe I I think he buys that bike once he gets into town. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah, before. so that's pre artifact. Oh um, man, but that's yeah. That was also a good little thing too. Is it, the the show didn't have like the whole finding your tokens and shit like that and like. Uh, no, see. it didn't have any of that, which is uh, like the whole. All right, so the whole ritual that they added, the whole Native American aspect they added um, to the whole mysticism of the it character and the deadlights. Yeah, um, that's totally not like the first one. Yeah, and so they have this ritual in the new movie where they need to be a group or something, um, and then they have to kind of trap the deadlights um, into this basket um but it it's for nothing obviously because it's never worked before right but it's more get more in terms of the backstory of what the fuck is going on there you know um and it was pretty cool like i i did like that whole three lights thing that was pretty dope yeah the deadlights themselves are fucking cool you know yeah it was cool and it was cool how it just came down like in the three orbs yeah you know? you know what though man like that's that goes back to what we've been talking about there's just a lot of cool shit in this movie man yeah there is a lot of cool shit in the movie dude and then there's like a lot of like because you get so attached to these characters there's you feel a loss with eddie yeah you know what i mean um, you feel that, and like again, going back to the actors, Bill Hader again did a great fucking job in this movie. What a good job! Um, and he honestly, like, was the best one in my opinion of the group. He had the best um, in terms of emotions and what to portray because of that little backstory we that we just found out too that he had more at stake at this. So we understand his emotions because of of the discovery of his sexuality. Yeah. You know? So that was really cool. And I just liked, just Bill Hader just fucking killed it, period. He was just great. It was just cool how, at the end, too, you got more action in terms of them killing this, this it character, this Pennywise, you know, 
character. They never gave us a real name or, uh, you know, whatever it was. Right. They, yeah. And I think, I think that's for, I think that's the best, right? Because, yeah, because we, then, we've, we've talked about this before where, um, you, when you explain yeah, a monster too much, you know, you, yeah. you start getting bogged down in the explanation. Like in the book, it's like a, it's from like a place with like a space turtle or some shit. Uh, yeah, it's I like a turtle with like a universe on its back or some shit like that. Um, but you know, it, you get bogged down in the details of like its origin, you know. And here, yeah, it's like yeah. you get you get just enough to know that it's like this wild fucking thing from outer space, and that's it. That's really all we yeah, need, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's all you need because then you don't want to have to substantiate the lore, you know? Yeah. Like create this story for that just to explain this and why did this happen? Create that story to create that, you know. So it would get a little fucking muddy. Um, but you get some cool stuff happening in this newer one. The design obviously looks way better. I like the fact that they kept the clown top part on. Yeah. In comparison to this ugly looking spider scorpion thing you get. Um, it was just way cooler. And it also gave Bill Skarsgård a chance to also kind of keep throwing in his personality into every scene that this clown is in. Because they could have opted for some shitty CGI, you know. Yeah. Not have so um, I'm animated when he is chasing these guys around, but they did a good job and decided to go that route. And actually, you know, um, they might have even mo-capped them or something because it looked really good. Um, and uh, that really helped out, too, in kind of giving out more of a threat because in the first one, they just encounter this thing, and then that's kind of it. They kind of, you know, believe in Santa Claus, and I believe in the Easter Bunny, and... This is fucking, you know, battery acid. Like, they just do that automatically, and then you don't get all that other stuff that happens in the new one. Right. Um, it, it makes more sense in the new one, where Eddie's like, this thing kills monsters, you know? Yes. It, yeah, exactly. it makes more sense, because Pennywise is still being goofy. You know, he like he's still the clown, you even though he's like a monster crab clown. Yeah, but clown. he's still doing clown shit, Yeah, you know? It, it um, keeps that yeah. kid shit in there. It keeps that... That's the thing, like, it, this is an adult movie with, like, adults doing shit, but it's got that little hint of kid adventure in it, you know? It's yeah. that little bit of magic it, it, in there. It's like an adult Goonies kind of, it turns yeah. into that. And then it's cool also how, um, when you think this is going to be the final battle, like, they get separated again yes. in that scene. And then they go, like, in teams and groups to go, like, find a way out or just... Kind of escape and they all go through thing. one little bit of more one little thing of character development again you yes know? exactly where it's like ben know? gets out of the fucking thing because he finally confesses that he he loves beverly beverly's like yes. oh fuck you know she gets past all her trauma you know yep. she get like ben finally gets or bill finally gets over you know kill like you know he didn't the kill Georgia his brother yeah, yeah he like, finally gets rid of the guilt um eddie and um and richie Goes their way. And yeah, I, went, yeah. Richie, Richie's thing was like you know him realizing that he's not hiding anymore and all that shit to tell the truth. Yeah. And then you know, and then they they come across the little dog. You know, the not scary or all things. There's a little bit of humor in it. You know, and yeah. that's what I'm saying. It there's there's a lot of good balances in here where it's like you you trade off like we we've been saying it's not scary. But what in you what you lose in that horror shit is well crafted. Like you know, there's a lot of yeah. thought put into making this work. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's exactly what I was thinking too. Because, like I keep saying, 
it's a solid, all-around, well-written, cohesive movie. There's so much in this movie that it could have gotten really muddled up, uh, but the editing is great. Right. They make everything very easily um, – um, what's the term? They – they make sure you know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, there's you know? a good flow. Like, even with all the flashbacks and the going back and forth from character to character, you're still well aware of what's going on with each person in this movie. Yeah, a lot of it's in the in the awesome transitions. Uh, like yeah. there's one where it comes into the puzzle, you know, where it's like, oh, like these little the, – the stars or whatever are like little puzzle pieces – and then yeah. you're like, you know, or the the blood with Stan, you know, then it hits Beverly and she wakes up. And, like, it's good stuff. That's what I'm saying. Now I'm, every, I'm like, yo, Muschietti, man. Andy Muschietti. I'm going yeah. to I'm gonna keep an eye on him from now on, man. Like, yeah. he, he's he got my attention. I, yeah, I'm, dude. He had a lot. He had a huge plate in front of him. And he had to make sure that that plate tasted good. Yeah. You know what I mean? He had all these fucking ingredients that if mixed – um, the, the wrong way it could have gone terribly wrong absolutely because because of the amount of content you have if you didn't if you didn't know how to perfectly like align your path to the end it could have been fucked up dude and he did a great job absolutely i will 100 percent agree i think uh, it, yeah uh you know now that we've been talking about clouds for so long uh he, is there is there another clown movie you would like recommend you know as as like a you know watch the check out this one Corpse Fiends like this um, week. Well, um, I know the Joker's coming out October. Um, <laughs> so that's uh, that's one to actually pay attention to. It's been getting rave reviews so far. So oh yeah, apparently Walking Phoenix is going going for an Oscar. Dude, on I look, it's I I hope it's not like getting blown out because it's like comic books. You know, and you know how film critics still kind of don't respect comic book movies. You yeah, know, like yeah. they're like, "Oh, well, it's a good movie for comic well, books." I mean, you know, it won the Venice Film Festival, so that's something. Yeah, that's why I'm. I'm just hoping yeah. like it's not getting blown out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, Walking Face is good. I know he's good. Like uh, he's he's done a lot of good shit, and I'm pretty sure yeah. he knocks it out of the park. But I just hope like the movie's good. You know, I hope it's it's one of those things where it's like. You you know where it's like you have you can have like a standout performance carry yeah, the you're movie. Right. It's true, but is the story good? Yeah, right? yeah. You I always hope... talk about story, you know. Yes. So quality over quantity. Yeah. Know? No matter how good of an actor he is for this, like if if the rest of the film isn't there for him, then you know it's all gonna fall apart. And, I, and hopefully, yeah. I'm I'm hoping hopefully. like it's the film festival shit gets blown cross out of proportion. You know, cross, cross yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Film festivals always blow shit out of proportion. But uh, back to the clowns. Uh, obviously, one of my favorites still. Um, one of my favorite B movies, and it's become a cult hit throughout the years. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's clowns. They're from outer space. They uh, land, you, you pretty they much put get up a fucking tent. Yeah, you get what you need with the candy. title. Like you, it's, it. <laughs> you look it. at the title. You look at the the cover of it, or you look at its poster, and you're like, okay, I know what movie this yeah, is. Exactly. I love the part where they put you in cotton candy and suck your blood through a fucking straw, a bendy straw. So it, it's you know. It, you know that's definitely one of those where it's like if you're a horror fan, you should just watch it. I I would outright it, say it, it. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, yeah, that's part of the, that's part of your homework. Yeah, it's part of like you know? the the horror movie lexicon, you know, where yeah. it's like you gotta like, watch it. Yeah, like if, if there's a couple of B movies you should watch, that's definitely one of them. Yeah, um, it's, it's a fun movie. Still, it's 
the character designs for the clowns are fucking dope. Super colorful, bright. They look aggressive and they look mean. And, you know, um, and then they play around with the clown gimmicks. Like, everything you can... Anything you can think of that a clown does, these guys do, but in an evil way. Right, right. Much. Yeah. Um, so that's a fun movie. Um, have you seen the one, uh, uh, the clown movie? Uh, it's called Clown. It's this guy who rents, like, a clown suit, right, for right. his kid's birthday. But then he rents this clown suit from some shady individual, and this suit begins to kind of, like, become him. You know... Becomes a clown. I've never seen the actual thing, but uh, I've been writing about stuff long enough to remember when you know the little short film of it came out. Like it yeah, was, yeah, it was like a right? yeah, it was like this little trailer that some guy just did, just threw together because he had a cool idea. And then uh, I heard that it became a movie. I just never saw it. So yeah, it's pretty decent. It's just crazy. That's a crazy fucking concept, man. It's, it's like, a good. It's a good one. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm kind of clowned out for the moment. Uh, but if Dude, you if you're looking for more clowns, you're clowned out. <laughs> oh my god! I just go on my on uh, on the corpse feed Instagram and it's just fucking Pennywise still splashed all across hey, my face. Hey, but you know what though? At least it's now mid September, or I guess whenever whenever people hear this, I, I I just dated us when we're recording this shit. But you know, whenever you listen to this. Horrors on the, you know, October's coming, and that means not really much, but, you know, you, you can watch other shit, finally. <laughs> yeah, I know, it means you don't you, have to depend on a clown for your yeah, entertainment. Yeah, it, it means and we don't you know have what, to... Though? You know what, hmm. like, I'm kind of glad that in Chapter 2 turned out the way it's supposed to be. Right. I mean, turned out the way it did, because people would have been so annoying about it, and it, and it. And it, and I'm I'm kind of happy that the the snobs, you know, the elitists, are a little disappointed with this movie because it's like, hey, listen, like, what were you expecting? Yeah, because like, you can't be... let them make the fucking movie. If you wanted the original, go watch the fucking original. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you can't it, the sequel. There's an inherent thing with sequels, right? Where it's like you can't be scared of the same thing twice. You know, yes. and it, it and the movie knows this, where it's like that's why it shifts, and like it that's the problem with all horror sequels. When you see something's getting a part two, you're like, well, shit, how are they gonna, you know, because you can't be scared of it anymore because there's no fear of the unknown anymore. Like you know it. Yeah, exactly. So that pretty much is the best part of this movie is that it turned out to be something that was unexpected, and they just gave us a flat out. Good fucking movie. You know, yeah. Um, I I would agree. Like uh, on a number yeah. scale, I would straight up give it like a nine. You know, I just yeah. be like, yeah, it was just a good movie. Yeah, and, it was and, just a good movie. And, and the more like, we talk about I, it, the more I'm like, yeah, that, that part was good. That part was good. Yeah. I've already seen people kind of like kind of hating on it because of what we just spoke about for the last hour. Or so yeah. Um, and uh, it's like you know what? Like deal with it. Like. If you're so stuck on the old one, then go enjoy the old one. Yeah, you know? if you if you go in with the convention that it's like, oh, well, I want to be scared. Blah, blah, blah. You're you're kind of watching it for the wrong reason. So it's yeah. it's one of those things yeah. where it's like you you watch part one, and if you watch part one to get scared, then you completely ignore like the Losers Club. 
you know, because it was a movie about those kids and about yes, these exactly. friends. <laughs> and so part two is more the more the friends, you know, and yeah, you get what you want, I, I guess, right? You get what you want out of it. And hopefully, and, hopefully yeah. you want the good shit. Because if not, you're missing out on all the good shit. And then, but uh, just to wrap this up a little bit, once again, uh, we also have to give tons of credit to Skarsgård because this is yep. why people are reacting the way they are because yep. they just wanted more of Pennywise, more of the scary cloud parts, more of him being forefront of the story. But then, again, they lose the whole um, idea of the story itself. It's not about it. It's about these people. Yep. From the get-go, just like you said, you got the first one. It's about the Losers Club, not about this clown. It's the fact that the Losers Club... These kids um, befriend each other to kind of fight this common enemy. Yep. You know? Yeah, kudos to it's a scars guard. And you know it's funny that a rumor going around being asked if, if they're gonna make a standalone like Pennywise or more Pennywise. And I'm like, just leave it alone. Yeah, it's there's a reason this ended with part two and not a part yes. three. You know, there's I a reason. Leave it alone. Like, I get it. He was good. Okay. Leave the man be. Gonna get his money. Got his kudos. He's gonna be this cult horror guy doing the Comic-Con scenes for, like, ever now. Dude, um, he, he's, he's earned his place among, like, the the Michael Myers is the, you know, the Jason's yeah. the, yeah. like... He now it's now it's like Pennywise was around before, you know, because of Tim Curry. But then that was Tim Curry. You know, now yes. it's like now it's Pennywise. So, yeah, now it's Pennywise. Pennywise for sure is going to be around in those uh, in those collages you see of all the horror <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. every, every time you're, you're scrolling through Instagram, you know, yeah. you're checking yeah. out yeah. you're you know, while you're looking at course feed, you're looking at all the other stuff. You're looking at tattoos. Oh, there's a Pennywise yeah. tattoo. There's, there's a Pennywise tattoo. There's a there. You got an yeah. ad for a, a bootleg shirt with like a bunch of monsters on it. There's Pennywise. There's Pennywise on it. Yeah. <laughs> again, it's, uh, it's like I said, when you search hashtag Pennywise. The first one you'll see, hands down, is going to be the Scars Garden one. Yep. Uh, but you barely see any Tim Curry out there anymore unless you're looking for the Tim Curry version. Right. Um, but, uh, again, the design, in my opinion, was better. His weird big old head with the cracks in it and shit was dope. Yeah. Um, the makeup was great. Just all the little creep factors, his voice inflections, his crazy eyes, his drooling mouth which dude is they shit. the scars guards man they're a talented family you know yeah man big ups for them but uh <laughs> yeah this uh concludes this nice little conversation about uh it and stephen king's it tv series and it chapter two and all kinds of it if you want to see more of it hit up the socials on course feed on instagram and the course feed on facebook uh there's tons of it content Instagram has some exclusive artwork and Facebook has their own exclusive stuff. So you'll get your it fix right. for and, all my it fans out there. And check out, if you want more of a detailed uh, breakdown of Arturo, uh, of the film, check out Arturo's review on Corpse yeah, Feed. The review is up. Um, I put it up earlier today. Just go check out anything that says Corpse Feed on it. All right. Yes. <laughs> and make sure it has, a, it has a zombie logo on it. That way you know it's Corpse Feed. Yeah. Uh, and it's not fucking, it's not, uh, dead body feed or something uh, that I would be know. something completely different I guess right I know exactly <laughs>
<laughs> is there one? I, I, got, I got this research on that. Yeah, I know. Hopefully, competition. Yeah, see if somebody's fucking coming at you, coming at your brand, man. Word. Yeah, but once again, um, thanks for listening. If you guys have any suggestions, any um, ideas, recommendations for us to talk about the world of horror, just uh, shoot us a message on any of the socials. Um, uh, and uh, once again, my trusted producer, my buddy over here, Tex, aka. Big Valdez from comicbook.com. Hell yeah, happy to be here. And uh, I am Arturo Padilla, and uh, thanks again for listening to The Ward. Uh, we will see you soon. It's a scary world out there. We're here to fucking walk you through it, alright? Nine and nine, so shower creek. Mason, kind and pits for Sieger. Kriegsminister gibt's nicht mehr. Und auch keine Düsenflieger heute zählen. Liegen, harten Luftballon gefunden. Denk an dich und lass ihn fliegen.